This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerRom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerRom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, host of Soccer News IV. Let's start with our top story. The new MLS franchise in Toronto has a name and a logo and some new colors. This past week, Toronto FC was officially unveiled. The CEO for Toronto, Ton Anselmi, said the team did not have a conventional nickname on purpose, just Toronto FC. He wants the team to develop a meaningful nickname to emerge over time. The name Toronto FC is a a bit nondescript for now. The choice of red and white means nine of the league's 13 teams next season will have red as their main color. But the logo was a big hit. It features a big T on a shield, and there's a banner that runs across spelling out the name of the city. It's really classy and got rave reviews. Now the team is setting out its shopping list. On top of that list, Canadian star Dwayne DeRosario. By the way, he's the current captain of the Houston Dynamos, so they'll probably have to do some wheeling and dealing to get him. The U.S. men's team is getting ready for the World Cup by going on tour. The Yanks will play in Nashville on May 23rd, Cleveland on May 26th, and Hartford, Connecticut on May 28th. In the send-off tour, the U.S. will travel 923 miles in just five days. Now, during the first round of the World Cup, the team will travel about 288 miles in 10 days. So that's about one-fourth of the distance in twice the time. Therefore, uh, this should be a a pretty good test for the team, at least their endurance and travel schedule. There are still seats available for the send-off series. The World Cup games are sold out. One of the U.S.'s first-round opponents is having a bit of a different send-off. Four teams in the Italian Serie A are accused of match-fixing. Italy's star goalkeeper Gianluca Buffon is being investigated, and an Italian referee and his assistants have been pulled from the World Cup pool of officials because of their possible involvement in the scandal. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Already, the top two men in the Italian Football Association have stepped down prosecutors in five cities including milan and rome are continuing to look for evidence in illegal gambling blackmail and coercion of referees personally i like the way we're sending our team off better speaking of send-offs la and columbus had their own little send-off of sorts la traded joseph inwenya and ned grabavoy for the, the Cruz, Kyle Martino, and John Woolnick. L.A. is hoping Martino can fill the gaping hole left by Landon Donovan's call-up to the national team. And for Columbus, well, the trade already looks like a brilliant move. Grabovoy scored the game winner for the crew in his first match in the yellow and black. Northwestern University has suspended its women's soccer team. 
Pictures of what appeared to be a ritual hazing of the freshman members of the team showed up on the internet this week. The freshmen are seen dressed in t-shirts and underwear, and in some of the images, they had lewd writing and lewd images drawn on their faces, legs, and shirts. In at least one of the pictures, a freshman is seen drinking from a beer can. At times, they are blindfolded and have their hands taped behind their backs with athletic tape. And in a few pictures, two freshmen are shown giving lap dances to members of the men's soccer team. The university says it's investigating. The website that released these pictures, by the way, says it has pictures of hazing from at least a dozen other college sports teams from across the country. And in case you missed it, the cannon that will serve as the prize for the winner of the Texas Tangle has a new name. It is officially called El Capitan. This week's matchup. Well, it started early this last week as L.A. landed in Big D on Wednesday. Carlos Ruiz struck the game winner midway through the first half, and Dallas was content with the 1-0 victory. Then on Saturday, Dallas played its third game in eight days and the second match against the Houston Dynamo in a week. Temperatures on the field soared into the triple digits, but both teams were only able to manage one digit each, so it ended in a tie 1-1. Now, while that left Dallas in first place in the West, it was a bit of a victory for the Dynamo as well, because after a home and away series, Houston is in the lead for claiming El Capitan. For the second time in a week, New England hosted a team from Los Angeles. This time it was Chivas, USA, but it was basically the same result. The Revs blasted the Goats 3-1. to one. Chicago and New York met in the Meadowlands. The Fire and Red Bulls lead the league in tie games, so little surprise. This game ended up knotted up at 1-1. One one. The biggest news out of the game may have been something that happened off the field. In the second half, Bulls coach Mo Johnson pulled midfielder Amato Guevara. Guevara was not happy, so he walked past the bench and into the locker room. Ten minutes later, he showed up back in the stands in street clothes and proceeded to watch the rest of the game sitting next to his wife. On Tuesday, Johnson fined Guevara $4,000 and has suspended him for one game. Johnson was quoted as saying, the name on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back. Guevara has reportedly not been happy in New York since last season, and that should be all we need to start some rather juicy and unsubstantiated trade rumors. The crew picked up three points at home against Colorado. As I mentioned earlier, new trade E, Ned Grabovoy, hit the game's only goal in the 74th minute. D.C. beat Kansas City in D.C. Both teams scored on a penalty kick. D.C. got a beautiful volley from Aleko Eskandarian during the run of play, so 2-1 for United. And will wonders never cease? Rail Salt Lake beat the Galaxy in L.A. More than that, they beat the Galaxy 3 to nothing. This is the first time Real has ever won a game on the road, and it's the first win for the club in the last 18 games, dating back to last season. Get this, Real has now won as many games in the Home Depot Center this season as L.A. and Chivas have. 
The Galaxy has gone three entire games without even scoring a goal. While the road victory should buy Real's coach John Ellinger some time, the clock may be ticking for Steve Sampson. There are a lot of people who believe Alexi Lawless would love to fire Sampson as a little payback for 1998. In the standings, D.C. swaps places at the top with Kansas City. The Revolution and the crew both move into double digits in points with their wins at home. In the West, Dallas and Houston swap places, but the Hoops have played one more game than the Dynamo. And don't take this the wrong way, but the rest of the West looks pretty poor. If Chivas and Real can both pick up wins this week, then there could be a four-way tie for last place next week. On the scoring table, Brian Ching still holds the top spot, even though he's with the national team now in Carolina. Aleko Eskandarian moved up the list with his fourth strike of the season. This week's schedule. ESPN 2's Game of the Week features Chicago's first ever trip to Houston. You can see that game at 4 Eastern. Chivas USA tries their luck on the East Coast again. This time they'll take on New York at 7.30 on direct kick. D.C. heads to Columbus. That game is also on direct kick at 7.30. The Revolution travel to the Metroplex to face the Hoops. It should be a great match since both teams are in good form. Kickoff is at 8.30 and you can watch... You can watch it on Direct Kick or HDNet. But you won't be able to see Real at Kansas City unless you're in this stadium. There's no TV showing for them. Kickoff is 9 o'clock. And the Rapids head to the Home Depot Center to face the Galaxy. LA is going to see if they can even score a goal without Landon Donovan. You can watch at 1030 Eastern on Direct Kick. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support for Soccer News IV. I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.